Hey friends, welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid Podcast. This is your host, Sheree. And today I want to talk about something that I think most of us have experienced and some of you may be experiencing now, and that is spiritual depletion or spiritual exhaustion. You know, as a Christian, our faith is paramount, right? And when we are spiritually connected and charged, our faith is strengthened and we can better serve one another and do the will of God. But when we are feeling spiritually depleted, it affects every single area of our life, especially our faith. In a world that externally requires you to give, give, and give, um, it tests our faith daily, right? And it's no wonder that we can feel spiritually just worn out. But we do have a promise that God is sufficient. And that's why when our spiritual battery is running low, we need to make sure that we are plugging into God and not the world and not ourselves, but our creator who is the ultimate source. You know, there's so many things that can drain our spiritual battery, right? Our jobs, our responsibilities, um, issues with our kids, difficult relationships, COVID. I mean, we're in a pandemic, politics, the world is blowing up. I mean, The list just goes on and on and on. But there are ways to recharge your spiritual battery so that the external doesn't rule over your internal spiritual wellness. So when we see, for example, that our phone is losing charge, we start to panic, right? Like, I mean, we start looking for that outlet and we charge up our phone so it can be at 100%. I mean, some of us start panicking when it's at 80%. But why do we allow our battery, our spiritual battery to run low, right? We should not be allowing ourselves to operate at a 30% spiritual battery. So I want to give you some practical tips, practical ways that you can recharge your spiritual battery. But first, I think it's important to have an awareness and recognize the signs when your spiritual battery is running low. So some of those signs includes overall exhaustion physically, right? Because when you are spiritually depleted, you kind of feel lethargic. You don't really feel like doing anything. Um, When you are overall exhausted mentally and emotionally, like if you feel extremely emotionally vulnerable or when you mentally just can't like take anything else in, Those are signs that you are spiritually depleted because remember, your spiritual health, um, it affects your heart and your mind, um, your physical being, your mental, your emotional being. So that is a sure sign um, that you are feeling spiritually depleted. Um, If you're feeling a little hopelessness or helplessness, you know, that's another sure way of knowing because you start to listen. In this world, it can be very easy to feel hopeless, right? Um, But what, what makes it different when you accept Christ is that you have faith in that God has a plan, right? Like you have a faithfulness that overrides that hopelessness. And so if you are starting to feel that, that's another sign you want to like think about. Um, The loss of interest in church or reading scripture, you know, what happens when you're spiritually depleted is you lose interest. 
Like you just don't feel up to it and you find yourself making excuses to miss that Sunday, you know, church service or Wednesday night Bible study. Um, When you're feeling angry, bitter, pessimistic, um, that's a sign of, you know, that spiritual depletion, right? Where you're just kind of looking at things and instead of looking through a spiritual lens, you're looking through that carnal lens. Listen, only you know when you're off spiritually. So I wanted you to encourage, I want to encourage you to take a moment and sit still. Really sit still and ask God to reveal to you what is going on. Really examine your heart. You know, we're told in the Bible and scripture to examine our hearts because our heart is the wellspring, right? Like it is where our mind, um, you know, forms thoughts. It's like, where our actions come from, our heart. If our the condition of our heart is not um, in good condition, it affects us spiritually. So just sit still and unplug and really think about um, where you're at, right? Measure that, get, gauge your spiritual temperature. And then once you start doing this, you know, like don't allow the enemy to pray on this thing that's really temporary weakness, you know? So that's why I wanted to give you these tips. And I would say, honestly, like usually I say, hey, you know, you can skip this tip or maybe this won't work for you. I really think that you should put all of these in practice at some point during your journey back to spiritual wellness, right? Or spiritual health. So the first one and the very most important one is prayer. I don't know about you, but when I am feeling spiritually depleted, I sometimes do the opposite of what is the ultimate cure. And that is going to my father, right? Praying. Because unfortunately, when we are spiritually weak, the enemy wants us to remain in a state of separation, isolation, right? So instead of turning to prayer, we turn maybe to external stuff um, to get recharged. And the issue with that is, Anything that you are looking towards, you know, looking at externally to help you recharge, it is temporary. It is not permanent. So for example, yeah, physically, right? Like working out is a great idea and it's going to, you know, enhance your health and it it helps, but it's not a permanent solution. It's very temporary because spirituality, like your spiritual health does not, um, it connects to your physical health, but it's not something that is, um, how can I say this? It's not temporary, right? Like you need a more permanent solution. So prayer is our number one weapon to fight against spiritual depletion. When you're in communication with the savior in those quiet moments, the Lord is working on your heart and mind. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 tells us to pray without ceasing for a reason, because when we are in prayer, we are in alignment with Christ. You know, another scripture that resonates with me is Romans 8.26, and it tells us, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Wow right? Listen, that scripture hits home because I don't know what your experiences are, but I know this, that there are times in life when 
you are grieving so heavily, when your spirit is grieving so deeply that you have no words. And sometimes not having those words is what you know stops us from actually praying, right? And what we want to understand is that it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to have the words because the Holy Spirit will intercede for you, okay? And I can think of, you know, when, when you lose a loved one, right? There's times where you don't even know if you can get out of bed. Like you don't even want to take a shower. Like you just want to lay under the covers and not deal. And those are the times that you really need God. And so don't shy away from the idea of praying because you just can't, because guess what? The, the Holy Spirit will intercede. You don't have to use words. God knows. He's, he knows what you're going through, right? And so he never ceases in um, answering us. He never ceases. God never ceases in giving us comfort. He never ceases, even when we want to or when we do. He is unchanging, right? And he knows, he knows what we're going through. He knows that, you know, there are times that our physical um, human state just does not allow us. It just does not allow us to go forward. And so just remember that if you're in that position, it doesn't matter if it's five minutes, 10 minutes every day, just start. The pathway to Christ is spiritual abundance. It is always open to you. It never ceases. Okay, tip number two, dive into scripture. When we fill ourselves up with the word, we are literally filling up our spiritual tank. You know, this happened yesterday. Um, My car was running on E almost, okay? And I'm pretty conscientious about like filling up the tank just because I do a lot of running around. I drive my daughter to school. Um, You know, I do work from home, but I'm in my car, you know, a lot. And so I try to make sure that I help my future self by filling up the tank. Well, I didn't do that yesterday. And um, the interesting thing is I'm running out of gas more often, I think, because I'm like, the school's a little further away. So I have to really think about it and be intentional. But as I was driving on the car close to E, I could feel literally like the power draining from the car. But when I went to the gas you know, station, filled up the tank, as soon as I started driving again, it felt like the car had new life, right? Like I could feel like it was running smoothly, like there was more power behind it. And it made me think about this particular topic of like spiritual depletion and exhaustion. When our spiritual tank is running on empty, it's like our car, like it loses power. It doesn't run smoothly. Um, You know, we have to be intentional about filling up our spiritual gas tank with the word of God. We know that the scriptures are there for teaching, for rebuking, for encouraging us, for giving us wisdom for um, strengthening our faith. And when we dive into that, we are filling up our tank. We can't operate at, you know, an E level. We can't operate on empty because when we operate on empty, we are going to end up getting stranded by the road and running out of gas. Okay. I mean, but we know this, that even if that happens, God is never going to leave you stranded. He has given you exactly all the, um, 
all the information that you need, right? He has given you all the gas that you need to like fill up that tank and get started again. He's not going to leave you on the side of the road. Remember, God never ceases. He never ceases. And so, you know, filling up on the word is a way for you to protect yourself um, against that empty tank, right? And, you know, maybe it is just you reading a scripture a day. Psalms is a wonderful book to get encouragement, to get wisdom, you know? And listen, I, I could sit here and say, I practice every spiritual discipline every day, but I would be lying to you and not being very transparent. I wish that I did that. I do try to be more intentional about it. But if you are in that place where you feel like, you know, you're just, your mind's not even there, set an alarm on your phone. I'm really serious. Like, you know, set an alarm on your phone for you to just say, oh, it's time for me to read. Like, get sticky notes. Place one scripture up that really resonates with you, that speaks to you, and meditate on that scripture every day. Whether you're putting that sticky note up in every room of your house or even just in your car or wherever that is. But fill up your tank with the word of God. It is going to do wonders for you and your spiritual life. Okay. Number three, take a Sabbath. Listen, if you're a mom, you may be thinking, yeah, I would love to take a whole retreat for a weekend. You know, I mean, but a Sabbath day, how am I supposed to do that? Listen, a Sabbath is there for you to rest, recharge and reconnect with God. You know, obviously we try to observe a Sabbath on a Sunday. If you go to church on Saturday, whatever that is, And that's ideal, right? To spend time with the Lord, come home, kind of just like focus on him. That does not always happen, right? That doesn't always happen. But I want you to think of a Sabbath in terms of that time that you're taking specifically to focus on God. So whether it is 10 minutes, whether it's an hour a day, whether it's an hour a week, whether it's five minutes a day, whatever that is. To, for you to sit in God's presence and to refocus your life on, or your, your thoughts on him, it is going to be of great value to you because what happens is it brings you back in relationship with him, right? Um, one of the ways to do this, a really practical way when I'm thinking about like moms, for example, who have young kids, Put in that DVD, right? Um, or put on a show they like and let them zone out while you go and zone out with the Lord. Um, if you have a friend who, you know, wouldn't mind watching your kid for an hour a week and then you switch off, like that's a great way to actually help each other recharge spiritually. Okay. Because believe me, you're not the only person who is going through this, right? It happens all the time. So finding those ways to just unplug, and maybe this means fasting for a day or turning off your phone for the day, no news for a week. I mean, whatever it is that you can do to focus on the Lord and build up your your spiritual health again, I would say do it. Don't underestimate the power of being still. When God took the seventh day to rest, that should be a huge clue for us that it is important to rest in the Lord, right? 
And Genesis 2-3, it tells us he made that day holy. Okay, so try to follow suit in whatever that way looks like. Okay, fourth, surround yourself with sisters of Christ. Okay, and if there's guys listening, surround yourself with brothers of Christ. But, and it really doesn't matter if you have, I mean, but you want to have friends that you can go to. I have two sister friends in Christ who are my absolute soft place to fall. And when you are spiritually depleted, it's so important to have these friends who you can be vulnerable with, transparent with, and you're not afraid of appearances or feeling like, oh, you're not a good Christian. And let me just tell you this, as I say that, I really detest that because it's very legalistic. It puts unrealistic expectations on people, right? On Christians, being a good Christian. Because here's the thing, we all fall short. We all sin. We all struggle. And so you want people who um, are that soft place, right? Who give you the grace that you need. You want to talk to these friends because they are sweet gifts from God and ask them to pray for you. And you know, these are the people who are going to give you spiritual encouragement. Now I say friends in Christ because, you know, I think that um, they understand where you are going, where you are coming from when you are talking about like you are spiritually exhausted. You know, Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens. And this way you fulfill the law of Christ. You know, we're so hesitant to share our weaknesses and it's so sad because we all have them, right? We all have times where we are just broken, you know, and there's no shame in that. There's no guilt in that. But when we're vulnerable and we share that, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be able to build up one another and strengthen each other's faith. Be that iron that sharpens iron because in turn, you become um, a testimony. You become that model for somebody else who then is maybe facing the same thing. Job 16, 20 um, through 21 says, my intercessor is my friend as my eyes pour out tears to God on behalf of a man, he pleads with God as one pleads for a friend. We are supposed to go to the Lord and plead for our friend, right? You know, when we're pouring out those tears, our friends feel the, our, our true friends in Christ, they feel that pain and they want to be an intercessor. They want to pray on your behalf. So, you know, find those people that you can rely on. You know, like when we are in this hard place that I call like, you know, the secular world, find that soft place to land. Just remember that friends are a gift. They are a gift. They're a gift from God. So turn to them. Okay. Number five is serve others. One of the most powerful ways to fill up your spirit is to serve. Serving others puts the focus back on where it should be. And that's doing God's work. When you serve the Lord, you can't help but to receive fulfillment. Look for opportunities to serve, you know, whether it's helping your church, your neighbors, a friend, your kids, whatever it is, commit to doing it for the Lord. And that time is precious. You know, we were created to serve. So when we do it, we are naturally filling up ourselves spiritually. 
Um, and that's the ultimate purpose, right? Like that is the ultimate reason that we are here is to serve, to build up the kingdom, to do God's work, to be the feet of Jesus. Um, number six is go to church, go to Bible study. And, you know, this kind of falls in line with that tip of being around your family in Christ. Go to worship and be inspired through the body of Christ. You know, again, fight the urge to isolate. Do the exact opposite. Surround yourself in a place of worship. I don't know about you, but there are times I have gone to church where I am, I literally had to fight, you understand, to get myself there. And I might've been a couple minutes late and I might've sat in the car because, you know, the enemy does not want you to be surrounded by the people of the Lord. He does not. He wants you to stay in a place of desperation, a place of isolation. But when you walk into that church, there's something that happens. I have sat in a pew and have literally felt the weight just fall off. I have felt my heart heart softened and cried and and left feeling lighter. And I hope that you um, fight the urge to stay home. You feel like you just, you know, like you just don't want to. Because let's be honest, let's be clear. Like sometimes on that Sunday morning, you just don't want to go. You don't want to because you just, you're not in the mindset. But you have to change your mindset, right? And the way you do that is changing your environment sometimes, is going to that place where you feel accepted and loved and know that the spirit of the Lord is there. So my prayer for you is that if you are feeling spiritually exhausted and depleted, that you put on the full armor of Christ and, you know, look at Ephesians 6, 11, and really take it in. Think about what you need to arm yourself with because the enemy comes after us in so many forms and disguises. And he's there to steal, kill, rob, and take um, you know, your spiritual health, right? He is there to separate you and to um, take away that feeling of abundance that the Lord has given you and to weaken your faith. Don't allow that to happen. You know, build yourself up with an arsenal that will protect you. You know, you just have to tap into it. So I hope you, um, really, I hope you practice all of these in some form or another. And again, it doesn't have to be, you know, hours of reading. It doesn't have to be hours of serving. But really, you know, think about these practical ways to fill up your tank so that you can be spiritually healthy, so that you can be at the level that God has always intended you to be. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay blessed, stay refreshed, and until next time.